All right. So here we are. Here we are. Ready? Uh, episode three of the term of the podcast. Maybe, maybe this just is all part of episode one. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, uh, compilation episode, our greatest hits before we even hit the year. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just sure it's going to take a lot of trimming and like, you know, it, it, there's got to be a lot of shit to cut out and everything. Maybe we'll get enough material out of like three of them to do one. I don't know. They might all be thrown away. Well, probably won't be thrown away, but. <laughs> I don't know if I think we've got some good stuff in there. Yeah, probably. Probably. I'm thinking about changing my uh, my name. Are you actually? Yeah, because it just seems like it's it's too hard to try and uh, remember to call me anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I was going with uh, I was thinking about like Matt Finish, something <laughs> like that. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's a little what on you the think? nose. I think it's a little on the nose. <laughs> a little too close. Uh, yeah. Yeah, too close. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree, though. That's that's really hard to stumble over, like, especially the first name. I can see why a lot of, uh, you know, uh, personalities just do that, and they, and they take their pen name to be a... Uh, you know, their showbiz name to be their, their, at least their first name incorporated. It's just too hard to turn around, turn your head out, you know, your entire life when somebody else is calling you something completely different than you've been called for, you know, right. Case, 40 well, years. Yeah. It was easier. I could, I, I guess I could technically use my air name. Yeah. But it seems like I should do something different too. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You don't want anybody doing a Google search on you and finding any of that shit. <laughs> right, I'm pretty. I'm pretty easy to identify as Matt Fox at this point. Right, it's not like every email I have. Matt Fox, <laughs> right? <laughs> Simple Google search. Yeah, right. It's it's what I use for everything. Like like we're you know we're talking like people are going to listen, but whatever. Right, <laughs> we're, we're going to be international. Oh, I don't want to be too famous. I got to play on the set. Third episode. Uh, th- got to figure out how we're going to avoid the life. throngs of fans. <laughs> I, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. I get weird about like my clients tracking me down. Yeah. Well, people are weird. I mean, it's like a. One thing that I always found interesting, like when I was studying history, is like looking back at, at like like presidential assassinations and assassination attempts. You know, it's always it's like you would think, oh well, it's, you know, it had to be somebody who's just really highly politically opposed to them. And it's like, no, it's always these batshit weirdos. You no, know, I've got to impress Jodie Foster. Right, I've got to impress Jodie Foster. You know, the radio told me to do it. Uh, you know, whatever. It's always just these, you know. Uh, and not to diminish, you know, schizophrenia, but you know, hell, a lot of them are. No, they yeah. are. I, I worked with a lot of schizophrenics, and man, <laughs> right? When they're in a weird place, they are in a weird place, right. and oh, and if only know. I could share some of those stories on here, man. Yeah, I mean, you got to, uh, you know, it's like that uh, thing in a what is it uh, in the the jerk, you know, Steve Martin, and it's like you know, 
the dude's flipping through the phone book and just finds the one random guy, you know. Right. <laughs> Starts shooting him he up hates the gas the cans. Get away from the cans. <laughs> right. It's like you never know what kind of, that's what kind of people are out there. It's just like somebody can latch on to anybody, whether you're popular or not. I mean, every time you put a comment out there on a news source or anything else, you know, or a news story, you never know. You're just, you're putting yourself out there. It's true. You really, well, I mean, we had like schizophrenics that called us at, a lot of them called me when I was working in radio. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and man, it really depends on. Uh, yeah, that thing was going two know. ways for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that's part of why they, you know, would call radio stations because right. that voice would actually talk back. Right. <laughs> I could call this one up. I'm hearing uh-huh. this one. And but, right. like we had the one and. The one, the, I, there were several. There were several. <laughs> I guess we can go into this. These are good stories, and this is from a time where I I, I didn't have like confidentiality waivers, right? That I had to sign, like you know, <laughs> I, I can legally repeat domain. the stories. Right, right? It's publicly but, domain at that point, it's all out there. Yep, I've got a lot of sto- man. The bulk <laughs> of my stories I could not put out in public. No, unfortunately, because there's some but good ones. You're right, though. I mean, they're just people who just like want to hear an REM song, so it's not like it's medical information. You know, it's not right. Well, under it, HIPAA. <laughs> so, so this was oh man. Let's see. We had one at one station I worked at, and this dude would like call us up routinely. Like daily, and it wasn't just me, it was pretty much every DJ that he would call. Right. And he'd call in and just fucking cuss us out, man. <laughs> he would just uh, go off on it. Leave me alone. <laughs> you have to leave me. I've got friends at the <laughs> FBI. I've been talking to them about this. Right. Everybody, you have to leave me alone. Yeah. And he was like convinced that we had tapped his house <laughs> and that we were spying on him wow. and that we had it out for him somehow and for some reason. And his evidence and what, what <laughs> told him that we did it was that one morning he was listening to the radio mm-hmm. and he sneezed. He probably had a while stroke. He was listening. <laughs> well, the thing is, immediately after he, he sneezed, yeah, he could have. Who knows? Immediately though, after he sneezed, mm-hmm. the DJ sneezed. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah, pretty sounds, solid sounds like evidence pretty there, <laughs> right? Yeah. So a like, lot, and he would just, uh, yeah. So we were listening in on him, and uh, you know, obviously we were listening in because the DJ sneezed after he did. Tipped our hand. We really fucked up on that one. <laughs> we should have been Damn fired. We, we blew our cover. <laughs> Those sneezes are contagious. So he would call, it was just like all the time. And we it just kind of got to this point where all of us were like, oh, it's him again. <laughs> right? And it was it was kind of an inside joke at the this radio like, station. Yeah, this was before caller ID too, right? You didn't have that. So Yeah, this well, this was right about the time. Right about the time ID it was, was coming yeah, it was out. Probably starting to break, yeah. And and yeah, I, I actually made a push for different reasons. Uh one of the stations <laughs> I worked at that we get caller because you also get like creepy suicide calls. Yeah. That's, yeah, no uh, thanks. 
Yeah, yeah that was not fun. And the sun, yeah. I had, uh, yeah, that's a different story. I don't know if I want to go there tonight. But um, so, but he would call and find, one of the DJs just got so fed up with it. And professionally, I cannot endorse this, but. Um, oh, he started fucking with him. Oh, yeah, because he oh, was just no. so tired yeah. of it. Yeah, that's just kind of gave idea. up. That sounds yeah, like a bad so, idea. That's that's my thought immediately too. It's just like, oh man, you'd want to fuck with somebody like that so badly. But then it's like, eh, yeah, I don't. They, mm, they're kind of unstable, you know. It's yeah. probably not a good idea. Probably so not what the do? greatest plan. But so what he did, and he actually calmed the guy down. Yeah, was was he was like, all right, man, you didn't hear this from me. If you have friends at the FBI, and he just totally like fed into it. He's like, it's totally been happening, man. Turned into I'm not his cool with man. it, right? And you, and the guy was like, thank you, thank you. Oh my god, oh. thank you. It was yeah. just like such a relief to him to have someone say you're not crazy for yeah. thinking that the radio station with nobody who knows you is listening to you <laughs> for some reason that can't be identified, right? Right. <laughs> but he was like so relieved. I wonder if he told his doctor. Like, it, oh, he's probably not going to one. I would assume. Didn't sound yeah, like he was well knows. medicated anyway. Um, that sounds like a significant part of it. Because a lot of it's controlled had, by medication. Yeah, doesn't sound like he was on any. I who knows? Who knows? Or he needed to upgrade his dosage or something. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes that stuff, um, the dosage stops working, and they need to try either a different med or they need to change. Well, sometimes people how much they're taking. Yeah, sometimes people are on crack too, and that could have been a situation. That, that's a possibility, and there are certainly <laughs> there's a lot of people out there on crack, and that's the thing about having your number out there in a radio station just says, "Hey, call me, and I'll play your favorite music." Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just hanging your neck out the window for any random per, you know. I mean, right, shit. and they do. Right, and it took me a long time. Like that's kind of how I got started in, in yeah. a weird way in what I do now. Right, uh, because people would just call me up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. uh, especially the overnight shift. Right, because and, and it took me a while to figure this out. But you're like this um, friendly voice that's familiar, mm-hmm. is always there. Right, and there's not the you know, there's not the internet really. Right. Um, and so yeah. you get to call up somebody yeah. that you kind of know that, and that's in, where in a way, I guess that's where those people used to go before the internet, you know, existed. I mean, it's true. So, yeah, they would call me up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night all the time. Yeah, for all kinds of things. And then uh, another schizophrenic story. This one's pretty funny and creepy. <laughs> um, so this guy calls me up. And starts telling me um, about, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I'm trying to remember the beginning of the story in my head. So he was, he told me he was schizophrenic and his mom was, or his mom said he was, but he didn't believe it. Right. And he told me uh, this story about uh, being a kid and he had daddy issues. Um, he told me about being a kid and um, going with his dad um, into this secret um, Air Force, like, airplane locker in St. Louis. And this high-ranking officer comes up to him, and he points out the plane in this locker. He's like, you see that plane, boy? Mm-hmm. That plane's the Enola Gay. <laughs> yeah. 
Your daddy flew that plane, son. <sighs> so, yeah, right. So his dad dropped the bomb. Okay. So he was he was convinced of that. And then he told me another story that involved his dad. Um, he told him when he was a kid that uh, he and his dad um, met Henry Fonda. Uh-huh. Well, of course. And... Uh, his, and when they so met, what's his last name? Tibbets, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't get a last name. Didn't get a last name. Could be. Apparently, it was yeah. Paul Warfield Tibbets Jr. He was a Brigadier General in the United States Air Force. He's best known as a pilot who flew the B twenty nine Super Fortress, known as the Enola Gay, when it dropped Little Boy, the first two atomic bombs used in warfare in the Japanese city of Hiroshima. So, yeah, unless he was like Paul Tibbets, Paul Tibbets Jr. Jr. Probably not. That's a thing too. Probably. I mean, back Maybe then you not. could. It's so great. Like now, where was he I, I from? Mean, he was from. Oh, it's great. he's from Quincy, Illinois. I don't know. That's a huh. good possibility. It's right across. It's right across the river. Yeah, uh, it's it not far. Paris, I remember that. Yeah, uh-huh. you never know, real. man. You never know. Maybe, maybe. Of course, now so, it's all you can check that shit out. I mean, you know, it's great. Another great thing about the right. internet. Say, so, huh? Was your name? Yeah, we got a. We've got a family member. I won't name names. That's interesting. Who uh, claimed that he was like a uh, a fucking uh, Navy SEAL, uh, an ex-Navy SEAL or whatever. Everything he did was confidential and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, my God. My brother and I just had a heyday talking about this guy. Like, don't we know that, like, anybody who's ever been, like, a Navy SEAL in their life, like, becomes, like, a multi-million dollar CEO of, you know, just doing consultation work for, like, international diplomats? You know, I mean, they're not, you know... This guy apparently is not that guy, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, right. you know, he's an addict and, uh, just, you know, has all sorts, of, all sorts of fucking problems and just broken shit, robs people, you know, just a really unsavory character. It's like, it, it, no way in hell. Um, but there's a really cool website out there too, called uh, stolen valor, which not saying that like, uh, the guy in the schizophrenic story, yeah, this, but, but there's a really good website out there. It's called stolenvalor.com, And you can check up like whenever anybody tells you like, man, I was in the war and I did this night or whatever you can like search for them and it'll tell you whether or not they were like in any armed, armed force division. Yeah. And then you can report them, you know, cause I guess it's a federal crime to do that shit. Yeah. To like say you are, you know, you're not because of influences you can have over others and things like that. So, but anyway, I digress. That just made me think, him. but back to the, the, yeah, the, the son of the, uh, Anola gay. Okay. Right. Right. So they, uh, uh another uh, time he was with his dad uh-huh. and, uh, they met Henry Fonda uh-huh. and, uh, Henry Fonda was like, you're a good looking boy. <laughs> Why don't why don't I take you home to live with me and I'm gonna give your dad my son Peter. And I just I can remember him like verbatim in my head saying this. Right. And I said, No, sir. <laughs> I love my daddy, daddy and I wanna be with him. Uh, and Henry Fonda just laughed, uh, threw his head back and laughed and said, Ha ha Ah, I'm gonna kill you, boy. You and your daddy too. And my mama says it didn't happen, but I know that it did. Uh, uh, I'm gonna kill you. Holy shit! No, 
Man, he's got a huge page. <laughs> this Paul Tippett's Jr. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find anything on his, uh, let's see, early military career. I'm just, well, looking at Wikipedia. It's probably not that comprehensive, but I'm trying to look at his. See uh, if you can find a picture his, of him yeah, his Honda. Like that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see just his, uh, you know, his personal life and just see if he had any kids. Yeah, that might be too hard to find. That's a huge page. Yeah. Paul Tibbetts Jr. Children. Maybe. Paul W. Tibbetts the fourth. No, his son's a uh, brigadier general. Yeah, probably. In the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deputy Director of Nuclear Operations, Global Operations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, those guys with those kind of established military careers like that, people using those big names, those guys take care of their own, you know. They, uh, right. you know, their kids are, well, you'd never believe it. My dad was a green right uh, No, probably not. I mean, you know, unless you're really loaded and, you know, he's got so much goddamn, uh, uh, so many goddamn medals on his chest that he just, you know, looks like a decorated cake i mean you just can't you know no that's not your dad sorry i mean it's you know it's well, it's such a distinguished thing i don't know but it's a uh, still of course you know he thinks he was going to be killed by the fondos <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, hank oh yeah don't mess with hank i'm gonna kill you boy oh that's hilarious scary though it is, and I mean that's that's the thing. I mean that's actually a world they live in. Yeah, and the weird thing, I think one of the weirdest things about, I mean, we're probably going to get it from like, uh, I don't know, the you know, allies of schizophrenic people of America or whatever ever did there this, but it's like I, I think one thing that I find about the, the the condition is just that it's the weirdest thing about it is a lot of those people or anybody I've ever seen like. And, and, you know, I'm saying this after watching documentaries that they want me to watch on awareness, you know, it's like none of them really think they have it, you know, none of them really think it's an issue. They're just like, you know, hey, well, well, you know, of course I can, you know, hear those birds talking to me on that wire or whatever. Maybe it's just your problem that you can't, you know. Right. And it's, I mean, to me, it's so weird. It's like, you know. And who am I to say that you aren't hearing them? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's, is it? possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah, they're like no fuck that maybe ah my mom swears it never happened god damn but i know that it did yeah so switching gears away from uh schizophrenia did you have a merry christmas yeah it was pretty good how was it yours? wasn't bad it was good um uh kids were happy things like that uh, eldest got to come down for a few days. Oh, thanks for the care package, by the way. I got that um, uh, that night that the oldest child got here. Yeah. Still, uh, well, good. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. Still haven't eaten my chorizos yet. I'm going to fry them up with some eggs, though, sometime. I got some of those, too. Yeah. My I don't get chorizo. Kelly doesn't like chorizo. So I'll get chorizo. Yeah. I've just been suffering the Netflix effect. So, 
for those who don't know, uh, Matt and I were messaging while I was messaging him uh, for the last three hours because my uh, wife and child would not go to bed. It was my fault. You know, the thing is, I got on Netflix and I found this. Uh, they they did a uh, Watership Down, you know, uh, many Yeah, I'll be BBC. curious about that. Ah, man, I, you know, it, it was good. It was very true to the story, everything else like that. But I just thought the animation was a little laggy, kind of video gamey. I thought they could have put a little more into that, or at least went maybe a little more artistic with it. Um, with just the animation itself, the acting was good. You know, it was everything. but well, I was like, shit. I started that thing, and it's like five episodes long. And I was like, oh no. And she likes Watership Town, and there's been nothing on <laughs> like two days. So it's right. like, oh shit, here we go. And then it went into like a binge. We're gonna do a marathon yeah, tonight. She did. She watched all the way up till midnight, or you know, eleven thirty. It was just like, oh my god. Um, I just couldn't get in it though. I mean, I, I you know I came in and every once in a while got uh, got an episode in, but yeah, and play with my toys, uh, stuff like that. Get my new phone set up. Mm-hmm. Getting a new debit card today because mine got scammed, skimmed, fraud. What's well, yeah. up? They caught it fast. Your phone? No, it's not because of my phone. Uh, it, I, I don't, you know, I tell you exactly what happened, and you know, is I hadn't been okay. I'd been in my hometown for like days doing nothing because I've been on vacation. You know, hadn't spent a dime anywhere. We get on to Springfield, Missouri. I stop at this one kind of janky gas station. First type place I've been there in years. You know, or in days, it's the only place I'd spend any money. You know, um. Right. And uh, it was right after I did, man, it was like on the way home from Springfield. It was like, did you just make a charge for magazines in Rochester, New York, and uh, pre-authorization for gas in Antioch, California, and another pre-authorization in Springfield, Missouri for gas? It was like, we didn't get any gas in Springfield. No, I don't know anything about magazines. Well, you know, but yeah, so I had to go get a whole new debit card today because some asshole. I can't figure out how they did it, but I guarantee you, man, it happened at that gas station somehow. I just went in there and bought some beer, you know, but I think I got scanned on their machine. I really do. It had to be, you know, because it was one of the charges was in Springfield, but at a different location across town, we didn't go to. And then it was like, boom, boom, a dollar, dollar, dollar. And it was only like four or five bucks, but they caught it quick, you know, and shut it down. So they were testing the water. Yeah, they were. That's exactly what they're doing. I I guess they call it uh, cooking the card, you know. They'll uh, go out there and they'll just make like a dollar charge here, a dollar thirty here. It's like, okay, let's see if these get declined, see if they notice them, you know? Because you know how busy you are with your debit card and shawl. You have dollar fifty charge, dollar right. eighty charge, three dollar charge. You don't pay attention to that shit. And they're just, you know, going to see well how much do they watch their account, you know? But you know, I get the bank caught it before I did, and I was on the road, I, and I didn't actually get that message till, like three hours later. And then I got paranoid after I called them back because they were like. You know, uh, they called me and I was like, wait a minute, am I sure that was the bank calling me to tell me I've been defrauded or was somebody trying to defraud me by pretending to be the bank? Right. (laughs) So. Could have been either. But, yeah. They sent me an email. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, it turned out to be the bank. You're right. So, they caught it quick, man. They were on it. They were telling me some. Well, I'm glad that got caught. That's. Yeah. I mean, they were telling me stories, too, that were even worse. Like, people just like, yeah, I was just walking around the store the other day and just um, got too close to somebody, or somebody who just got to way too close to me on an aisle, which I thought was weird. 
and the little buzz went off my pocket. I didn't check it, you know, and I guess they went up to the car and they checked their messages and there was no messages. They looked at their history report on their phone. It was like a near field sensor and somebody was scanning it for like their PayPal or whatever, you know, they had one of those phones you t- or an app that you tap with like a wallet. Yeah. Oh, they really? just walk up to you and like digitally pickpocket, you know? Yep. Huh. Or those near field cards that you tap to pay. Yeah. Well, that's creepy. Yeah, it is. It's a little too easy. It is. She said people shouldn't wear those like uh, phone clips on their belt, you know, because it just advertises to those eaves. Hey, you know, here's where the chip is. If they left their near field sensor on, you got their shit. It's crazy. And they're just like, you know, so nonchalant when I'm going there. I'm like, I've been ripped off. And granted, it's like the third time it's happened to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. I, I, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something you should. No, I mean, it happens all the time. Well, actually, it only happened. This is the second time we've only got digitally skimmed. But, I mean, I wasn't like making online purchases. I wasn't, you know. Um, It was just going to a gas station, you know. Right. The other time we. By the way, you're paying for this. uh recording yeah <laughs> I'd let you know okay. <laughs> but yeah the other time our uh, kelly's card actually got physically stolen on the car and those people man they went running i mean it was like she went out to work and the car the purse was dumped in her seat because the car was unlocked but they must have got a hold of it like 10 minutes before she got out there because they just went running like to all these local stars they were the ones who took us for the most and i think it was like $37 or no, $77, but the bank didn't charge us for it. What pisses me off about that as we were talking about is, is the cops even called us, you know, because it was a break-in, you know, I had to report it and they're like, yeah, it ought to be, pre- it ought to be pretty easy to bust these guys. You're like, we'll just look at the last three places they did these transactions. All those places have to have cameras. I'm like, well, there you go. It's like, if it's the same person there and, you know, within 30 minutes at these stores and you can line that up with, the video, you got them. It's like, great. We never heard shit back from those cops, ever. Right. Well, I mean, you can know what they look like. That doesn't mean you know who they well, are. Well, that's true, but he didn't even go after anybody. You know, they never apprehended or questioned anybody, you know? Um, so it was just like, and they probably out stealing more people's shit because they're probably like, this is easy. <laughs> you know? Just got to yeah. go as fast as you can until they turn the card off. And the cops never catch you. Assholes. Ugh, hate being robbed. Yeah. Yeah, and there are times when I I got my car broken into Yeah. years ago and had some gear in there that got swiped. I was pretty pissed off about that. Oh, yeah. The funny thing is, and I had some CDs in there that were kind of hard to find. Yeah. So that, that pissed me off, too. I know we kind of have that in yes, common, but especially. the thing that like bothered me the most was I had like this old pair of van sneakers that were broken in right. and comfy and beat up. And I love those shoes, but there is no reason on earth why anyone <laughs> else would have wanted Oh, look at these used giant fucking shoes because you've got massive feet anyway. Right. I got clown mm-hmm. shoes. Hey, look at these. These must be vintage. I bet they're from Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> or were they like the checkered flag ones? No, no, no. They were, they were like this cool, like uh, 
Olive green suede. Oh, yeah. They were cool, though. I really liked them. Yeah, they thought so, too. Yeah. <laughs> so they took your used that shoes. Was, That's bullshit. Yeah, they were really, they were like, you know, several years of right. use. They and, never uh, fit anybody else the same way. Right. Yeah. And it was just so, that in. was personal. The rest of it, right. the rest of it, I could understand. But the shoes, mm. man, that was personal. Probably the most worthless piece of anything in the car <laughs> that they stole, uh, and that was the one that I was like, "Fuck you!" Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get the rest of it. Yeah. But my shoes, come on, man. It's a pervasive problem, though. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. It's just like, I think just about everybody I know has had a car break in at some point in time. You know, must be must yeah. be easy, easy pickings there in the uh, criminal enterprises list. Uh, you know, boosting shit out of cars. I would imagine it would yeah. be. No one's around. Stick your head in Well, I mean, there. think of how many times you see somebody just getting in and out of a car and do you ever question whether or not it's theirs. You know? I know. Right, unless they've, you know, used a brick to right. get in. Well, I mean, or if there's a fucking a lowrider bicycle laying next to the car, right? And the kid's like 13, you know? Yeah. Right. You know? And it's a Mercedes in a really fucking terrible neighborhood. You know, then it's like, okay. You know? But yeah, otherwise, so a grown ass person, you know, rummage around the backseat of a car parked anywhere. I wouldn't look fucking twice. You even hear stories of people just like walking into places, oh, yeah. like really public places, and they're just like so confident in mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, or at least they're demonstrating yeah. that. Then everybody's just like, oh, it must be nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Right? Yeah. I'm walking off with this furniture from a hotel, yeah. you know? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, I can tell, fine. I can tell you one story. They probably work here. I can tell you one story that I always found terrifying was like, uh, I was with my brother one time, and uh, we went into a uh, a very famous uh, sporting goods supply store in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, we would go there to go shooting targets all the time, right? So he's like, watch this. He's like, you're supposed to keep your pistol like in a case, you know. Uh, the clip can't be in it or anything else like that. And granted, he took like the action out of it. He didn't have a clip in it or anything else like that. But he's like, watch this. And the shooting range was all the way in the back of the store. It's a really huge crowded department store. You know the place I'm talking about. You know? And uh, he's like, just watch this. He's like, I'm going to carry this 45 right on my side out, like exposed. You hold the cases. And it's like, it's not going to be armed or anything. You know, it's not going to be loaded. Uh, there's no clip in it. The action's taken out. You know, can't fire. Um, so he's like, he's like, if anybody says anything, they'll just tell me, Hey, that's supposed to be in a case. And it's like, we walked through that whole store and he's like looking at shit, looking at sunglasses, just holding a pistol in his hand and not a fucking person. I mean, not a one. And it was like a crowded, like Saturday, Christmas time, you know, uh, shopping day. Not a goddamn person saw that gun the whole way through that store. Just how oblivious people are, you know? How oblivious or just like quietly afraid, you know, you don't yeah, know. Pro- no, I mean, like, well, I, I was kind of watching them. I was kind of watching. I mean, just nobody, everybody was just so wrapped up in their own shit that was going on and looking at stuff they were shopping for and looking at the fish. and everything. It's like, you weren't even, you know, you didn't pay attention to anything anybody had in their hand, you know, um, somebody might've caught a glimpse of it or something, but, uh, you know, maybe they clammed up, but I mean, everybody we just encountered a walk by, excuse me. You know, nobody saw it. You know, 
walk past, you know, three or four people who worked there. They didn't see it. It's their job to see it, you know, to say, oh, wait, no, you got to put a trigger guard on that. or You got to put it in the case, you know. But I was like, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Right. Never know. Meanwhile, I'm too afraid to walk into Costco without my membership card <laughs> on full display. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I'm not a thief. Yeah. I think Sam's Club. Uh, I don't have. It. I think Sam's Club's gotten away from that. The last time we went into Sam's, I was just like I didn't have a membership card. They used to be on your ass. Sure, you can't even look at anything unless you go sign up for a membership card. <laughs> I'm just like I don't even know if I want to buy anything here or not. You know. And of course, right. I never did. So. How's Costco? We don't have one here, do we? I don't think we do. Columbia, no, Missouri. Columbia should we have should. one. It, I think it would go over. There's a lot of shit we should have. Well, you got to consider, you know, there are very big Walmart ties yeah, yeah. in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that had a little bit to do Probably. with uh, them not making it there. It's always funny that we have the biggest protests against them, too, but it doesn't seem to matter. We keep getting more of them. Yep. Might be a progressive blue island, man, but it's still Missouri. 